Your mind-blowing marriage starts now. Welcome to the Mind-Blowing Marriage Podcast. Matt and Susie are the most kind, generous, authentic people that walk this planet. In it together really encourages my wife and me to have the best marriage possible. This week we are talking about excuse number five, keeping us from a mind-blowing marriage, and that is adversity. Because you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Baby. All right, all right. That's about it. I know you're that's, that's, that's good. I mean, you can only handle so much George Michael at one time. You know, save some of that. Hello, and it's together, friends. We are so excited to be with you. We're jumping into the summer here. It's been so fun so far. We've been having a blast. I can't so believe. So fun so far. I like it's that. It's almost the 4th of July. It always mm-hmm. goes so fast. June goes so fast. We want to encourage you to listen to our podcast from last month. We took a break from excuses and we talked about summer adventures. How to make your summer adventures great mm-hmm. this year. Yes. And with that, we uh, gave out an adventure map. I know. So and fun. Who doesn't want an adventure map? I want map? an adventure map. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting stuff. Just to make sure. I mean, summer is spectacular. It's the time when if you have kids, they're around more. So many opportunities, so much more flexibility, and you don't want to miss it. Right. And so that adventure and map. And you don't want to fight a lot no, during the summer. Oh, gosh, no. So that adventure map will keep you on course. So if you haven't listened to that podcast or downloaded that map, make sure you do so. But this week, on to excuse number five, which is adversity. <laughs> This should be fun. I'm so excited to talk about adversity. I don't think people often think that adversity would be an excuse to keep you from having a mind-blowing marriage, but it is because your adversities can either draw you closer together or further apart, plain and simple. It seems like there's very little gray area. You're completely right. It's going to do one out of two things. You're going to run into a problem in life, and it's either going to tear you apart as a married couple, or it's going to be this thing that you rally around, and at the end of it, you actually end up being closer Mm -hmm. together. We really have seen no examples of it just leaving you as you were. Like it's going to tear you apart or it's going to draw you together. One or the other. We want you to be in it together. Yes. There it is. That's better. That is the name of our, (laughs) that is the name of our marriage company. So Here's the thing. We went on a bike ride the other day. Oh, I love going on a bike ride. I love it too. And I actually have your father-in-law to thank for it mm-hmm. because we went to Scotland a couple of months ago and we came back and Matt's parents stayed with our kiddos and he had put uh, speedometers. Yeah, it's an odometer, odometer. and a speedometer yes. all in one. It's a beautiful thing. Now, my, my parents are huge bike riders. My whole family is. So it's, it's We're not crazy. talking like Harley. We're talking no, like bicycle. pedal. Bicycle, like my mom, every birthday that she has, she goes on a bike ride that's at least that many years. She'll go that many (laughs) miles. So I don't even, you know, it's it's crazy. So they they gave us these epic bikes, our whole family, and now they put these things on us, and it's almost as if like they were challenging us. Mm. And Matt and I are like challenge accepted. And in the beginning of it, I'm like, I'm going to go 300 miles every month, and that would be a big deal for me, you know. And you gotta. Mm you got to get your butt situated on a bike. That that's takes a really, couple weeks itself. <laughs> that's really the hardest part is getting your butt used to riding that Right? Far. So then I, I, okay, I scaled back. I was like, okay, 100 miles. 
And just so everybody knows, I just hit my 100-mile marker last week. but And it's not even the end of the month yet. I know. I digress, though. But it's been fun. We've been having fun going yeah. on bike rides. And, and just so evenings. we're clear, I have not hit 100 yet. But I'm going to. You're I'm close. close. I'm, get, I'm, I'm honing in on it. And I've got a few days left. So we like to take evening rides and watch the sunset. And it's just been so beautiful. And we'll start out on this trail. We have a bike trail that's just down the hill from our house. Mm-hmm. And then we go on to we go off road no we go off trail we actually go on road yeah we go on road we have road bikes but and on then, road is harder than off road because the trails are really flat and then when you go on country roads it's like hills it's awesome and it's beautiful and you just see all these beautiful open fields it's like farm country up there it's just gorgeous but we kind of went a different route the other day and the hills were kicking our butts like yeah they were i think we went on like we went up at least seven or eight hills like seven or eight hundred hills i think <laughs> But it was funny because you go up a hill and then you go back down and then you go up another hill. And Matt just had mentioned to say, well, we took quite the dip a few years back because we were reminiscing and we we just feel like right now in life that we're living our best life and we love it. Yes. And it, it just reminded me of, you know, the hardships that it took to get to this place. Now, here's the thing. When you're riding a bike, one of the most important things when you see a hill, usually before a hill, there's a little bit of a, a downhill a dip, to yeah. get to that uphill. And so what you have to do is you just have to crank it through the downhill so that you have momentum going to the uphill. Right. And so we were talking about how we've had some challenges in life, some adversity in life. I wouldn't say it's the worst adversity anybody's ever gone through, but for us, it was big and daunting and hard. And, uh, and what we realized and what I was realizing in that moment is, is we used our adversity almost as a way to build momentum into our true dreams for life and becoming a, a couple that lives their best life. And I'm not so sure that if we hadn't gone through that adversity, that we had, would have gotten to the place where we are today and I hate to admit that but I think that's true I I think it's true too and we allowed ourselves as we were going through it together the tears came the long evenings of talking in circles about how everything happened what went wrong um trying to place blame on other people like we did all of that together like Mm -hmm. we went through that together and I think that's why we survived it and why now we are thriving and so it's really important to ask the question to couples like how do you guys look at adversity Mm -hmm. when things hit the fan do you look at the glass as half empty or is the glass as half full how can you live as an optimist and how can you change your mindset when you're going through adversity because you can There is definitely a type of person, uh, you can even say a type of couple in this situation, that they hit adversity and they take an attitude of, woe is me, or obviously this was going to happen because blah, blah, it blah, It always blah, happens. Blah. This always happens of to us. Of course this happens. Of course <laughs> we're going through this. When you take that perspective, <laughs> it's not going to be easy to get over that adversity because you're assuming that this is your lot in life. Whereas if you're the type of person that sees that adversity and says, okay, we're going to make it through this. We're going to rally. We're going to do this. Then you will, you know, you really talk yourself into how you're going to respond to adversity and your mindset plays a huge part with that. And one of the things I've always told people is don't ask the question why, when you're going through adversity, Ask the question, what? what? 
the, the question why in most adverse situations is never going to get answered. Like when I think of some of the adversity that we've gone through, uh, especially some of our more recent adversity that we were talking about, we still to this day look back at that with great perspective and look at it and say, I have no idea why or even how that happened. Mm -hmm. But the better question is, okay, now that that did happen, what are we going to do to heal? And then what are we going to do to move forward? And how is this going to draw us closer together? That's a much healthier perspective. And I think if your mindset is always on the woe is me, the reality is that there will be more woe is me because mm -hmm. you're looking for it. You're expecting it. So the adversity that you go through is going to be bigger and going to feel bigger. And then I, I wouldn't be surprised if you do deal with more adversity because you're just not taking that optimistic mindset. And you've mentioned this before, Susie, that you know, you believe that people can change from a pessimist to an optimist. I do. I really think that we can. I think we have power to control how we respond in our situations. And we've had multiple times in our life where something has hit us and we have lived in the half glass empty and that doesn't do us any good. It mm -hmm. never does us any good. It delays our process of moving forward. The yeah. challenge is the pessimist is never going to believe that he can become a optimist because he's a <laughs> pessimist. pessimist like that's a challenge that's not true you can yeah we've seen it happen we've seen people who have had a pretty you know bad look on life who have changed that around just because i think when you experience what god can do in your life it's hard not to turn you into at least a little bit of an optimist I so know. if you just allow god to do what he wants to do in your life there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Susie. There is a chance. Okay, so that's the first thing we want you to do is we want you to ask the question to one another, how do we look at adversity? Now, we want to offer some suggestions and tools of how you could look at adversity. Matt kind of spoke a little bit into this already, and one of the first ways to look at adversity is your mindset. So your thoughts are so essential. They frame the triumphs and the tragedies of your life. So getting past adversity requires a change in your belief about the challenges. So it's not what happens to you, but how you respond that's important here. Remember Matt just said, you know, it's not why, but it's like, okay, what do I need to do here to yeah. move forward? And I'm consistently blown away when I hear from people, whether they're people I know or people that I you know, hear about on social media or something like that, that have been through the most daunting circumstances that you can ever imagine. And then you hear them or you see them or you see what they're doing in life and you just ask yourself the question like, if I went through that, would I be able to do what they're doing? Because it seems as if they're just using this to almost just to empower themselves to do great things. The reality is every person in this world that's doing great things, there's always a root of adversity. Mm -hmm. Every single time you can dig down and they'll have a story about mm -hmm. I went through some stuff and I just had a mindset to to really overcome it. Um, I'm working with an organization right now called Rachel's Challenge. Um, Rachel was one of the um, people who died in the Columbine tragedy and her family has taken that tragedy and turned it into something that is affecting millions of people's lives. Um, you know, so it's just that idea of okay, I'm not going to let this define me. I'm not going to let this ruin me. I'm going to use it uh, for something good. And I'm going to make a mindset that I'm going to get through it. I know. What an inspiring story. And yes. I love that story. And I really believe that if you take that mindset that we're going to get through it, that you will. So as couples, you have to believe in, and make that mindset. And if you choose that mindset, you will make it through even the hardest adverse situations. 
So that's the first thing, have the right mindset. Number two is to stop making excuses. Like mm. excuses are the lies that we tell ourselves when we're too afraid of the future. Like Yikes. we're not ready to step into the future because yeah, you have been burned a little bit, but it is an excuse and the excuse your excuses will always keep you in a very limited place. Overcoming adversity is impossible when you're making excuses. Yeah, because an excuse is truly a lie. You know, right. our our natural tendency is to want to blame somebody or make up something that's not really true to help us understand what we're going through. Right. And so say you lost your job. What's the first thing most people are going to want to do? They're going to want to blame their boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when the reality is maybe there is something that you did to lose that job or maybe it's just the economy. Who knows? It doesn't really matter, does mm-hmm. it? You lost your job. You're not getting it back. So we always want to make excuses. And then we live in this culture that wants to jump on board and said, yeah, you're justified in those excuses. Who cares? Right. It's not reality. So we had some adversity this morning. Ah, uh, crying out loud. You're not <laughs> Which kidding. isn't surprising because we were doing this podcast. But I love the way that we looked at adversity this morning and how the adversity got resolved so quickly. Mm-hmm. The old me, it would have like ruined my whole day. We wouldn't have been recording this podcast but we just got through it together but we woke up this morning and Matt went out to feed our farm animals and he opened up the chicken coop and we came in to grab some coffee to sit on the front porch because that's how we start our morning we do some devotionals we pray together we just have a beautiful morning time together and our dog from the inside was just barking 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 and our chickens were being attacked and some some black labs were attacking our chicken and they actually jumped over the fence. Yeah, and it's like a four foot fence. I don't know how this big thing got It was a big it fat there. lab, so it was it was crazy. But we thought maybe our chicken would make it through, but it didn't. She died in our arms and that was just really, really sad. Yeah, and so the reality is we know that these are the neighbor dogs. Neighbor dogs just came up, killed one of our chickens. That stinks. It's frustrating. And of course, the first thing that you want to do... Blame the neighbor. Blame the neighbor because it was their dog. Get mad at the neighbor. Yeah, make an excuse like, what are they doing? Why can't they leash their dogs? And so... What happened, um, we you know, we just went through the right steps. We made a plan together as a couple and we called the, the police and just explained the situation and said, you know, we don't want anything negative to happen to these dogs. They're very sweet dogs. They just got off of their property and they came to our property and killed our chicken. Now, the cool thing is we took that perspective of just, uh, you know, this is what happened. The policeman went down to our neighbor, found out that actually the dog just got out of their their fenced-in area. So it wasn't even their fault. And so the issue got resolved. They, you know, volunteered to pay for our chicken. But the police did, the the deputy was a sheriff. Mm -hmm. But he did ask us, like, do you want me to follow up and write a citation? And we just said no, because what is that going to do? Like, yeah, why would we want our adversity? Yeah, why would we want to add on to adversity? Like, we we have to deal with the adversity of losing our chicken. Okay, why would we put more adversity on somebody else when it really wasn't even their fault? Yeah, because he could have technically gotten a ticket and maybe they're in a financial situation where they'd be like, oh. So anyway, don't make excuses. Don't blame people. Don't make excuses. Yeah, believe the best in other people. All of that kind of stuff. Excuses are just lies that are keeping you from overcoming your adversity. Number three, Susie. Because you got to have faith, the faith, the faith. I got to have faith, the faith, the faith. 
baby. All right, all right. That's about it. I know you're asking that's, that's, me. That's, that's good. I mean, you can only handle so much George Michael at one time. You know, save some of that. Really? Is that true? I don't yeah. Know. Number three is just have faith. Have faith that God's going to help you overcome adversity. It's as simple as that. I don't even think we have to say much more than that. But the opposite of faith is fear. So if you have a lot of fear in your adversity, you're going to struggle to overcome it. If you have a lot of faith in your adversity, you will uh, have a lot of strength to overcome it. And fear is always going to immobilize you. Faith is always going to energize you. Oh, say that again. Fear is going to immobilize. Faith is going to energize. It's as simple as that. Um, You know, I think about our life and anytime we come against adversity, we just remind ourselves, God's done it before. He's going to do it again. Yes. Kind of one of our old hymns that we love is, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's proved us. Oh, hello, Dizzy. He's proved us over and over, you know, and he has. He's just been so, so faithful. And I love what you said at the beginning of this is it takes more energy to live a life full of fear than it does to live one full of faith. That's so true because so many people can let their fears just stop them in their tracks and it just becomes very paralyzing and we know the acronym i think we've said it before in our podcast mm-hmm. that fear is what false evidence appearing, appearing real real yeah it's it's not real yeah it's not and that's why it's appearing real the reality is there's <laughs> there's two ways to look at this you can respond in fear Uh, which will, again, keep you from moving through, or you can respond in faith, which will help you to move through things. And you have that choice each and every time, but it's really that simple. Just believe that God can do it, and God Mm -hmm. will help you through it. You either do or you don't believe that, Mm -hmm. and that will determine how you can get through adversity. Right. It's as simple as that. I love how you you shared that faith is designed to energize you, and that is so true because when I have been going through adversity, When I take time to sit and ask God about my circumstances or my situation, he brings peace and he brings insight and wisdom. And that does help you to to move forward Mm -hmm. in your adversity. So we're big proponents of like seeking God through your challenges. Um, It will give you a sense of, you know, just just peace and energy. One thing that we've started doing actually fairly recently is in the beginning of our day, we do our devotionals, coffee, like Susie had already mentioned. What we've started doing is taking five minutes of just silence to just have perspective going into your day. And that does such a, for me, that helps me have so much faith Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking of life in perspective and I'm thinking about God's work in my life moving forward. And so it really starts my day by getting rid of any of those fears, just being reminded of how faithful God is, having perspective on what he's doing in our lives. So then you move forward into your life with great faith as opposed to fear that maybe something's going to happen or you're not going to be able to accomplish that thing you're trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish. So have faith, as George Michael would say. Number four, don't take no... For an answer. I love this. Mm, because this we good. tend to go into the mode of like, I'm not going to be able to accomplish anything. We let our adversity define us and then we make decisions about our lives that we're not going to move into new opportunities and new things. Um, and so I love this idea of not taking no for an answer and that you're going to be an overcomer. Mm-hmm. The way I think about this is, so Susie and I have decided that we're going to be married for as long as we're Forever. on this earth. Forever. 
Like we've made that decision and we don't take no for an answer. So we are very much believing that at this point in our marriage, there's nothing that could derail that. Mm -hmm. And so we will not accept no for an answer in our marriage. We have committed to overcome whatever comes at us. And so when trials or adversity come at us, we know that we're not going to let this ruin our marriage. We have just made that decision on the front end so that whenever we come to adversity, that we're going to work together to overcome it. And we are not not going to let no even be an option in our life. Um, we have some marriage coaches that work with uh, in it together. And they, uh, they were working with a couple. And one of the first things they said, because this couple was in a really challenging situation, they said, first thing that you need to do is to take the option of divorce out of your conversation. Yep. Take the no out of the conversation so that the only opportunity is yes. Take, the lang- take that language mm-hmm. out of your marriage, I think, was even a greater you know, <clears throat> challenge for that couple because you can throw the D word out a lot when you're yeah. arguing, when things get intense. And so to just make... The first step is to make that, you know, proclamation or declaration like we are not going to use that language when we're fighting, you know. Yeah. So don't take no for an answer. If you just believe that, yes, you're going to overcome your adversity, then you will. It may Mm -hmm. take some time. You know, some adversity is really hard. So don't expect to be able to overcome it overnight. But every day just taking steps towards, um, you know, getting past it is the key. Just knowing that yes is at the end is uh, is awesome. Because trials are one of the greatest teaching tools of life. And so we can't <laughs> we can't become defined by the insurmountable. Yeah. yeah, that is just true as much as we hate it. <laughs> it you are going to learn more than in a trial than you ever will in a success. It's mm-hmm. just the truth. I wish that wasn't true. I wish I was the type of person that could learn more through my successes than my failures. But I can look back through my entire life and see that, okay, that's where I learned when things were not easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's hard, but it is what it is. Tip number five of how you could look at adversity is to let each success energize you. You're going to have opportunity through your adversity to have new successes as well. Mm -hmm. And you can walk into those successes or you could just be like, well... Yeah, something good happened today, but probably something bad is going to happen again tomorrow. Uh, wrong mindset. <laughs> right. So you want to let your your successes energize and propel your next success and to think like it's only going to go up from here. It's going to look better every day. So with every success, we're strengthened and we're empowered for greater victories. We can't become enslaved by those disappointments we got to realize that every disappointment is being energized for our destiny and our future accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So we've got a story ourselves where we we actually lived this out. And when we were overcoming our greatest adversity in life, I love this about God. He is so good. He also had new opportunities for us to to dream and to birth something. And I, at the time, I was like, how is this even possible? We're grieving. We're trying to heal through this. But yet, we've got this dream and it was starting in it together, you guys. And so we were going to take, we decided we were going to take some steps forward because thoughts and dreams and inspiration was coming. And so that was just so healing for us mm-hmm. at the same time. So we we came up with a name for our marriage company. And so that was a success that energized us. And then, then in, like just in that one little thing, it felt like, hey. We have something here. Hey, something's going on. Like it, yeah. it, it gave us hope for the future. It was incredible. Right. And we're in it together. And so 
Then the next step was our friend created a logo for us for In It Together. And then the next we had a website and all of these little things. And then the next we planned our first date night. And then we were writing devotionals and it just started rolling. Uh, and then it's amazing because every one of those little steps just kept propelling us farther towards the hope that we had for the future. And it also made the adversity that we went through seem less and less daunting. daunting. Yeah. yeah, so true. So all of those little successes they will energize you and it's amazing. And if you can do that together as a couple, when you have those success stories, and it can be the tiniest thing, it Mm -hmm. can be the smallest thing, especially when you're dealing with really, really significant adversity. Sometimes you just have to celebrate the tiniest of things and it'll every every little success will propel you towards Mm -hmm. the future. It is a great way to overcome adversity because you're not just sitting in that adversity you're being active to move past that adversity mm-hmm. and to learn from the adversity because we've talked about this before that we're confident now because we're we've had you know 20 plus years together that now when whatever adversity we come to we're confident that we can handle it better than the last time we experienced adversity exactly. because we have been through it together so that is our last point actually know that adversity is for a season yes it is it's not forever and ever and ever maybe the one time where adversity seems like it's going to be a life long challenge is maybe in the arena of health Mm -hmm. but even so then you've got medical professionals and people kind of helping you through how do i approach this adversity that's going to be a lifestyle for us and there are ways to even walk through that kind of challenge but when we're just talking about job loss or our kids are going through a season that's really hard on us or we've hit a lull we've hit a lull in our own marriage it is for a season and let let yourself be empowered at the onset of your adversity like matt said you know you've gotten through other things so you'll get through it again so if you can say that to yourself at the beginning at the onset of the new adversity that's coming like i'll get through this like Mm -hmm. it is it's just for a season and have each other's back through it um let empathy be your love language through adversity and what empathy does it it gives you the ability to to think you know, with your mind and to feel with your heart and to not diagnose the circumstance. It's not about that. It's just about being presence. You will come to a resolve together, but especially at the beginning of adversity in your marriage, um, when one of you is going through something specifically um, and it's maybe not a direct hit on your actual marriage, like learn how to walk in each other's shoes and just be very, very present and have a lot of compassion in that space of adversity. Yeah, empathy is so important in your marriage going through adversity. It's important in every aspect of your marriage, but when you're going through adversity, it really comes to the top because um, where couples get torn apart is when they start blaming each other or they don't try to understand each other. Mm-hmm. They may be going through the same adversity together, but they don't understand how each other is processing this, and so it leads to a lot of hurt, and it becomes very selfish, mm-hmm. and that's when, when that tearing of the fabric of your relationship starts right. to happen. Whereas if we really do a good job of of communicating, expressing our feelings, I know when we were going through uh, the adversity that we've alluded to this whole time, 
it was so important for us to just sit down and say, this is what I'm feeling. Like, mm-hmm. this is why I'm crying We leaned today. in. You just lean it. You got to, I mean. Don't back off. Sometimes you're all Don't you neglect got. it. Yeah. So yeah. lean into that adversity. When you lean into the adversity, it'll help you get through the adversity. And every step is a small success. And uh, it's really about that idea of, you know, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, this adversity is for a season. Right. And, and I and, also think that's called vulnerability because you can't have deep depth meaningful relationships without some vulnerability yeah you know so that's only going to strengthen your marriage you've got to to really lean in and be there for each other during that season of adversity so if you look at adversity as if it's never going to end it'll be hard to just get up the next day because you're looking at this thing that how am i ever going to get through this this is unending whereas if you really believe that that's true which it is that adversity is for a season then you can see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel so i know that every time i get up i'm actually closer to getting through this adversity if you really believe that you can get through any adversity together. So just to recap here, you guys, your adversity can draw you closer together. That's what we want to see happen here with In It Together couples, um, all couples really around the world. Um, so one of the main things is like, how do you look at adversity? Talk about that as a couple. And then how could you look at adversity? And we gave you five ways that you could look at adversity. Those are going to be in our show notes. So don't forget to look at those again in case you didn't have a pen and paper and could write them down. And then to know that adversity is for a season, lean into it together, experience vulnerability, experience empathy in all of it. You will have adversity, but you can get through it. We want you to have a great mindset when you go through it. Thanks for listening. Keep going. You guys are amazing. It's great to be with you. Use your adversity to draw you closer together and your marriage will be mind-blowing. To learn more about In It Together, go to www.beinit.org.